Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Premier League preview. We can't call it the Premier League preview because we'll get done. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Adam Cleary and Ewan Patterson from What Culture here to preview this weekend's fixtures. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. But, gents, the Premier League is back again this weekend. Uh, lots and lots of exciting games to look forward to. These are Friday games tonight. Don't forget to do your fancy team. That's also a note to myself. Or do forget if you're in our leagues. Yes. Mm. Um, before we get on to talking about Man City, because I've got an important question for you about that. Of course, you and you are a Liverpool fan. It's essential that Liverpool win this weekend against Chelsea, isn't it? It's uh, if they maintain their phenomenal start and the lead they've got on Man City. Yes. I, I, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm looking at it now and we've not kept a clean sheet so far this season. So. <laughs> Which you have? Oh, yeah, against Arsenal. Didn't we? Burnley. Burnley as well. Oh, yeah. I know Arsenal did score. I've completely forgotten. Now it's, it's a Friday morning. I'm very discombobulated. Um, but yeah, I only know this because I said Liverpool hadn't kept a clean sheet yeah. all season, and like five people tweeted me being like, "Game now." Okay, I forgot about that. Sorry. Right. Oh, well, fair enough. Um, so you can't tweet him now. There you go. It's been corrected. There we go. Yeah, no, I'm, I know. I think we absolutely have to win this game. I think you know, at least on a marker for the rest of the season as well. And City have been obviously not been at the best so far, and I don't know. I think that. It's a weird thing. I don't know if that's them playing any differently rather than teams wising up to how to get at them mm. and how backing off and just, you know, holding back for like the entire 90 minutes, it doesn't always get a result. But if you actually have a go at them, sometimes they, you know, they can crack, which is what we saw with Norwich the other week. Um, I'm not saying that Liverpool, you know, won't drop points at some point this season, but obviously with Man City playing uh, on Saturday and uh, Liverpool not playing till Super Sunday... The pressure is going to be on them, but they need to maintain that the distance. The thing is, we're six games into the season. I don't think you really say they have to win. Obviously, you'd love to win, because, but you'd expect City to bounce back against Watford. That'll cut the gap to two points. Then you win again, it puts it back onto five. At a five-point gap, at any stage of the season, it's great. It gives you a bit of a safety net. And if indeed, they do drop points at Chelsea. It's not the end of the world. If that's such a good start of the season, they'll still be top of the league, regardless of what happens. But it's one of those where... Man City were relentless last season. Like Liverpool could not have done anything else in the second half of that season to try and win the league. It wasn't that like okay. there was no rotation. It wasn't like they threw it away. You literally can't go back and go, oh, that's that's where they lost it. They had a sensational season. It was just Man City decided not to drop any points in the last few weeks. The millimeters it's on the millimeters. So if you got a lead, you want to keep that for as long as humanly possible. And but the thing is, and Ewan's already touched on it, neither Liverpool nor City quite look as like unbeatable. Mm-hmm. I'd be astonished if both of them got anywhere near that kind of points total this season. Um, but it's just, 
it's just one of those six games in the seventh game week. It's just it's not going to like if Man City don't if Man City don't bounce back against Watford, Liverpool haven't won the league. But likewise, if Liverpool drop points, they haven't thrown it away either. Like it's it's just going to be it's mm. one of those every single week, every single set of points is going to be influential come the end of the season. And if you can win, if you can go away to Chelsea, not an easy game, I might add. No, if you can go away to Chelsea and win, then. Fantastic. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool both lost uh, midweek. Of course, Chelsea missing a late penalty and Liverpool losing due to a stone wall penalty, mm. uh, in my opinion. No. <laughs> um, no Mason Mount, though, for Chelsea. No. That's yes. going to be key. I think this is the first fixture this season that I felt genuinely, genuinely very nervous about. And it's because mm. Chelsea, there's such a, a known quantity. Like Every time I watch them, like, I can't tell if they're actually going to blitz a team away or then concede five goals in the last 20 minutes. Yeah, it's Tammy Hey, I'm going to score a hat-trick yeah, or are exactly. we going to see the team that played Man United and, on the you know, weekend? Maybe we don't look as defensively solid as we did last season, but at the same time, you just know that against that back line, mm. Salah, Mane and Firmino are probably going to get some results. So I think it's going to be... Each other. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, score prediction from you. Oh, I'm going to say 3 2 Liverpool. Oh, that would be a good game. Be a great game. Um, this is easily the game I'm most excited about for the weekend because, I mean, I've said, I've literally sat here every single preview we've done going, do you know, I actually think Chelsea might be all right this season. I might think they might be quite good. And obviously, they've got trousered 4 0 on the opening week. They've looked really all over the shop since then. But I do genuinely still think there's a good side in there. Mason Mount's a huge loss for them mm. because of how instrumental he is. But that Chelsea side can score goals. Tammy Abraham's pro- on a great The only run. problem is they can't really defend very well. I mean, <laughs> we know for it, like Liverpool score goals for, for fun, but they don't look, you know, where there was entire periods of last season where you thought nobody's going to score against them. They have got, I mean, they've only their joint lowest mm-hmm. uh, goals conceded this season, but they still are conceding goals here, here and there. Like, they've conceded four goals, which is brilliant, but Man United have conceded four goals. Man United have had arguably a, a similar sort mm. of, like, standard of opposition so far this season. So, Chelsea will think they can score. Liverpool will know they can score. Nil-nil, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1 uh, Liverpool for that one. Uh, I, would, I would like to think, by the way, purely from a, an outsider's perspective, if Chelsea win that game, then we're in for a fascinating season because that means they finally got their act together and yeah. are genuinely a threat and it already closes this gap that's emerging between Liverpool and Man City. As a neutral in this, I would love, 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 well, not a neutral, someone who's really, really pulling for Chelsea because his reputation now rides <laughs> on it. I would love to see Chelsea win, but think if anybody shades that, it is probably Liverpool. Uh, Man City are at home to Watford, as you mentioned. Uh, they should o'clock. absolutely smash them, <laughs> shouldn't they, really? They should, but one question I was going to ask you, are Man City in danger of a collapse? Yes, they are, but purely because I think you look... We Everybody thought Man City had had an excellent transfer window. They looked at like the part of their squad that maybe needed a bit of addressing, and they actually addressed them. They got in this centre midfielder that they've been looking at for so long. They got cover in the full-back areas, which looked like a bit of a weakness. But then John Stones dropped off the face of the earth. He's got a long-term injury. Then Laporte, who was arguably Pep's only guaranteed starter mm-hmm. all last season, has got an absolutely horrendous injury, and now they have one centre-back. And th- Fernandinho, at 34 great player that he is, is now having to play there and they do not look solid. And it was that solid base that allowed them to play as well as they did last season. And it's just all of a sudden you're like, well, hang on, if that base isn't there anymore, they're relying, they have to score two, three, four games. And I think, and I've said this in a few other things already, Norwich, it wasn't just that Norwich beat them. It was Norwich was so obvious in the way they went at them that other teams would look at that and go, well, we might not be able to do that as well but we can try, and mm. if we try, then it's going to make Man City's life difficult. Like, they stopped them getting that press off, and they stopped Man City like to, if they don't win the ball back very quickly, they start to press you into fouls and whatnot. And Norwich, the were, transition, like, yeah. Norwich were like, oh, well, we'll just not let you foul us then. We won't <laughs> let you anywhere near the player with the ball, and they like, kept playing it out of these situations. Now, 
granted, a lot of teams can't do that, but they can try. Is it a bit like when Leeds went, all right, you've caught a spine on Derby. Anyway, here's how you beat them. Yes, <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally like that. Now, every, every side has sort of got... I will point out, by the way, that Norwich beat Man City two days after Rafa Benitez published the Here's How I Beat Man City article <laughs> on The Athletic. Literally, the only manager who beat them in the last, like, 12 months or something. Yeah, we were literally there. Did, literally did an article on it and two days later Guy, lost like a full black suit and tie with glasses just comes in the briefcase stuff with <laughs> paper. Um, are you, how are you feeling uh, about Man City against Watford? Because, you know, Watford, new, new old manager... Uh, looked yeah. a lot better against Arsenal last weekend. Yes, the, the game against Arsenal, uh, you know, Watford have such a talented group of players and you know, they're definitely underachieving so far this season. However, that said, I don't see them necessarily playing with the same kind of volition that Norwich yeah. do yet. You know, Norwich was such an identity. And, you know, the thing that was such a relief for me watching that game last week was it was like, you know, it, it was sort of what everyone, you know, has been kind of saying for the past year. If you actually get at Man City, you can expose certain weaknesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I clearly hinted at then. Um, Norwich were able to outplay the press by basically you know getting the ball further up the pitch in the transitional phases and it was very it was such a great game to watch and I don't think Watford necessarily have that kind of um, impetus to actually do that right now especially after the, the howling they got in the uh, FA Cup final the, the crazy yeah, thing is about, that haunt them a little the bit? crazy thing about Watford is that they were grossly underachieving this season because they are a good team but mm. I think in previous seasons they have grossly Overachieve. There's no like one big star in that Watford side. You think, oh, if they lose like him, or they lose him, or lose him, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna struggle. They've got a very good cohesive side, all playing at around about the same level. Which, when that coalesces, can get you to an FA Cup final. It can catapult you up the league. But when it doesn't quite work as well, there's nobody gonna necessarily drag them out of the mire. I think they're on an upturn. I think Man City would be foolish to go gung ho and try and make some kind of big statement against them. Genuinely, a two nil win for Man City, I was here, say given that they got beat off Norwich, is a good result. Mm-hmm. Like get get back on track, get the three points on the board, put pressure on Liverpool on Sunday. I think it might be a little bit. I think it might be three or four nil. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, that's only because of City's attacking firepower. Oh, don't get me wrong; yeah. it ap- it absolutely could be. I'd yeah. be surprised if they keep a clean sheet. In yes, all honesty, fair enough. Um, but. I think if they go out there wanting mm-hmm. to demolish Watford, yeah. they might end up getting a bit of a nasty surprise. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, go out there, be professional, bounce back, do your job, make sure the pressure's on your title rivals on Sunday so there's no question. Like, it, just a boring, boring win is what you need if you're Man City here. Right, time for this week's Stat Attack! I never know if anything Jeez, comes up when I do this. You're doing this like Art Attack? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, the early kickoff on Saturday features Leicester and Spurs, and statistically, there have been... Loads of goals in this. I'm, in the Jay, past. I'm really excited for this game. Uh, is this going to be another goal fest, do you reckon? Uh, we still don't know who this Leicester side are, do we? Because a lot of people were like, well, they're, they're, they're top six contenders. They're potentially top four contenders. But they looked limp against Man United, I have to be honest. They've had a very, mi- I mean, they've had a mixed start of the season so far. They've looked excellent in some games, quite wild in others. And that's exactly how you would describe Tottenham as well. Like, they don't look. Like the Spurs side, that's you know seemed like genuine title challenges, but at the same time they they you know they smashed Crystal Palace when people thought they might slip up. It's it's an odd one, and I think even at this stage of the season, both these sides have got to look at top six. Mm-hmm. I think Spurs, if Spurs are like determined to get top four again, I think they might have a bit of a bit of a nasty surprise. But both sides need to be around each other mm-hmm. at the end of the season, yeah. and even this early on, it's all it's always those games when you're a top six side, you're going to win, you're going to beat the bottom half of the league you know, fairly much at a canter, but you need to beat those sides that are around you. And they need, both sides need to win. Leicester at home need to beat Spurs and Spurs need to be able to go away at Leicester and not lose. So it's... Yeah. How do you see this one go? Uh, I think it's, uh, one of the things that has kind of struck me about 
Spurs this season has been Pochettino's team selection. Um, he seems very dead set on playing Lamella this season. Mm. Um, and Ericsson, even when Ericsson, when, he, when we've seen him play this season, he looks like he's got his head in Spain already. <laughs> and um, Lamella, that's a weird one as well, after the form of Lucas Mara last season. Mara played in the Champions League this week and you know scored there as well. And it'll be interesting to see whether he just sticks with what he's gone with so far. And But it, it, a lot of it, th- this Spurs side looks static to me, which is, I wouldn't have said that about mm. six months ago you think after the Champions League they went on and bought um, Ndombele um, a very exciting prospect and you've got some really really talented players but you're looking at it already and you're thinking oh if Ericsson isn't going to be creative oh is Ali going to get back into that imperious form we saw him when he first broke into the Premier League why is he playing Danson Sanchez at right back yeah. that sort of thing like there are a lot of questions there a lot of instability whereas Leicester I look at them and even though I think they're very inconsistent, I do think, you know, Rogers is still, you know, putting his philosophy into the club. It's and early days yeah, for them, yeah. And, and, and you've got Madison still creating chances, Vardy still scoring goals. You know, there's, there's definitely, it, it makes sense for them going into that game to, to feel confident about getting the results. I think at the start of the season, I think two of the things I said were, you look at that Leicester side, whatever happens, they've got a lot of goals in them, they've got a lot of creativity in them. Whatever happens, wherever it's good or bad, you can see them scoring goals. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, look at Southampton. I think Southampton are going to go down because I can't see where their goals are going to come from. Leicester have scored one more goal than Southampton. Mm-hmm. So Mm. far this season I still stand by that you know both sides have not scored a lot I think Leicester will eventually click when it all comes together and I don't I still don't, we'll get on Southampton in a bit but I still don't think they've quite probably got the goals to stay up although mm-hmm. so far they are maximising those goals by not conceding um, it's an odd one it's a really odd one but I mean what, Spurs third and Leicester fifth mm-hmm. they're both their league position right now they'd probably love the season just to finish Right there. That'd be absolutely perfect for them. Liverpool fans certainly would. (laughs) I think the performances they've put in so far maybe those league positions don't quite reflect how Mm. good they've been. I think as you know, things will probably start to level out. Honestly, it's a disaster for whoever loses that game and it's massive for whoever wins it. So I am predicting a draw. (laughs) How many goals do you think? Oh well again again two sides who both need both need to go out there and score goals. Both sides whose only real asset is their ability to score goals and will want to go out and attack each other. I'm predicting a nil-nil draw. <laughs> yeah, I did have said that. I'm like, what if it's just a KG one niller now? Like, I it's, don't know. It's yeah. one of those where like Kane penalty in mm. the 65th minute. Or now you look at those and you think a, a defeat is way worse for both sides than a draw is. Mm. And I think it's one of those where if it's a level going in the last 20 minutes, I can't see either side having the the gumption to really go out and win it. I'd like to be wrong. I would love them to prove me wrong, mm. but it's just classic Premier League that I'm going to say two-one Spurs, three-all. Oh, uh, let's. Sorry, by the way, did somebody? I can't remember who it was, but somebody on the BBC score predictor last week for I think it was Man United Leicester had six two. What? Imagine predicting a six two. Didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> but like, <laughs> uh, bowls. Maybe he had money right. I don't know. Go on the BBC Sport Projector. If you, had money, if you had money predicting it, it was one of the pundits. If you had money predicting it, if you had money riding on it, surely you wouldn't want to jinx it by predicting it as well, would you? Goes around the dressing room. He said we're going to win 6 2. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, Let's talk about Man United um, on Super Sunday. They're uh, away at West Ham. Uh, They obviously scraped, let's be perfectly honest, Mm -hmm. to winning the Europa League last night. Uh, Good goal. Mason Greenwood getting a a goal for uh, United. Do you think the young players could could arguably help save Solskjaer? I wouldn't say save, but I definitely think they give... redeem that side in a great many ways. I'd say they buy him time. Yes, exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of... The age-old thing of, you know, playing young prospective talent is going to get you good faith to fans. And obviously, if you any fan wants to see like a local homegrown lad actually, you know, getting time in the first team and, you know, competing and actually putting pressure on these, like, massive European yeah. stars, that's a great story no matter who you support. Um, but that, that... I think... With what you have at Man United, you have Rashford, you have um, Greenwood coming through now as well. Maybe it is time to just deploy like Greenwood and just say, look, you know, we've got problems in attack. You know, Martial isn't quite cracking on we've just got yet. To lose, yeah, you know, we've got James who's doing as a job. Maybe they do go for a front three of Greenwood, Rashford, and, and James and see what happens. Um, because so far, I've not seen anything attacking wise that has completely blown me away. To be honest, the narrative this season that's sort of like surrounding you know, Chelsea and Man United, both sides who find themselves, both have recently, like, you know, been at the top of the English game, both are two of the highest reputation clubs in Europe, both have got this obscene spending power, and yet, for whatever reason, neither of them bought any players this summer, really. Like, Man United somehow didn't go out and really address the areas they wanted, they didn't Mm -hmm. spend any huge money, Chelsea, of course, couldn't, and as a result, they found themselves with a very likeable, like, young manager who's got a lot of faith with the fans, who've, you know, proven themselves in lower divisions, effectively. Solskjaer did great work in Norway. Uh, Frank Lampard did excellent with Derby County last year, and they're having to bring through all these young players who would probably never have got a look in were it not for these situations, and I would love, 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 love the final sort of seven or eight games of this season to be those sides both going for fourth. Mm. Like, whether Arsenal or Spurs have to fall off for that to happen, I would love it to be genuinely right who can, who's got the gumption. And the thing is, a lot of people have predicted like a massive downfall for Man United and Chelsea because the squads they've got now don't really feel like Man United sides or mm. Chelsea sides. But if you just swap those badges off, if like Wolves had Chelsea's side, people would think, yeah, they've actually got a shout for top four this season. Yeah. Some great players there. If Man United, you know, if that was that was the players West Ham had, you'd be like, oh, they've got some great young players coming through that could really challenge one of the big sides. And I think Man United-West Ham, as a result, is a fascinating game because mm. West Ham have gone out and spent all this money. They have showed ambition. They have done this. They have sort of thrown around the clout Man United weirdly wish they could have done. And yet, look at this season, Man United's already doing better than West Ham. So it's a, mm. it's another one. With Man United going to West Ham, West Ham will think, you know, that's that's another top six side we've got to beat and we'll think they can. 
but then again, Leicester did last week as well and lost. Yeah. I can't help but feel this might be a draw. I was about to say, I think it might. It has the trappings of a one-one. This I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I'm looking at West Ham and I think you know they got higher from a uh, from Frankfurt. Draws for everyone. I know. Yeah. Nothing you, decided. You this get week. a draw. You get a draw. I don't know. It's. I'm looking at both those teams, and again, I'm, I'm impressed by neither. And I think that's a, a, a proper insult for West Ham, considering you know the, mm. the ambition that they've that they've ostensibly shown in the transfer market. And you'd be looking any any every single year we talk about West Ham after the business they've done in the summer, they should be looking at fixtures like this and going, you know what? Let's yeah. actually make a good account of ourselves. But at the same time, I'm looking at them. I'm like, I'm not. I don't. They got see rolled it. up. We've said that for the yeah. City game. Like mm-hmm. you know, even if they don't get anything from this, you know, they've got ambition as a side. West Ham United now they should at least look to take the game to Man City or look like they've got a plan to play mm-hmm, against mm-hmm. Man City. He said they looked absolutely mm. dreadful. I, one thing I will say is I actually am quite impressed with Man United this season, purely from a defensive point of view, because everyone's made all these... Like Harry Maguire's got a slap. He is not the answer to these problems. They're massively overspent on Wan-Bissaka, who isn't really in a problem area for them, and yet they have got the joint best defence this season. They do seem to be somehow solid at the back and it's it's certainly not because the midfield's giving them any cover they, mm. they seem they've had tough games as well like Leicester's not an easy game mm. Chelsea can score goals and didn't against Man United I think it's maybe they're not getting the credit they're due so far I think so yeah I agree they're a bit of a comedy outfit at the minute Man United but I think as time goes on if they keep playing the way they're playing you know they're going to have to be taken seriously mm. uh, you, if <laughs> what are you going for the West Ham game oh god another draw <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with the one all. I will say I would like to see Felipe Anderson do something this season. Yeah. Have you got me in your fantasy team? I've taken him out. Now. Okay. Yeah, He's yeah. Such, I had Lanzini in mm. because they've got quite a nice run coming up, but I. Like they've got so many talented players. Like Anderson, you say, he's fantastic. Lanzini's excellent. Mm-hmm. That Ale mm-hmm. looks like being genuinely the probably the first good centre forward West Ham <laughs> fought in twenty years. Exciting! I, I can't wait for that game. I think it's going to be really good on Sunday. Well, you're going to have to two all days. Uh, let's talk about Arsenal Aston Villa next because on paper, the game's not played on paper. But on paper, this looks like a straightforward victory. Is this for like Arsenal. the banter fixture of the weekend? I was going to say, can't can Aston Villa shock <laughs> Arsenal? Well, one or two things is going to happen here, right? This is either going to be the game where basically people are going to realise precisely what Arsenal are this season because either this is the game where it finally all clicks and they hammer Aston Villa or Villa properly cause them to slip up and people are like, ah, actually, for all we've, for all we've like, looked at the money Arsenal have spent and gone, jeez, that's a, that's a devastating attacking line they've got now. It so far hasn't quite like looked like that. They didn't really offer Liverpool too much resistance, for example. Newcastle played them at the start of the season and they got the win, but they, they really laboured to get that, that result. Mm-hmm. And... For all they have shown flashes like Cabellos or Caballos, I'm never ever going to Ceballos. Ceballos, I'm never going to get the pronunciation right. For all he looked incredible on his debut, he, like he, you know, I don't know if Ben Mee's actually played a game of football since. He, <laughs> since he, I think he might still be stuck in Turf Moor with his feet planted in that exact part of the ground. They haven't quite, ha- they haven't, haven't quite had that match yet where it's all looked like it's clicked and they've gone and put a team to the sword. And they will be praying that finally six games in, seven games in, it's. It's going to be Villa. Yeah. The Villa fans that I know are quietly confident of, of snatching something. And so they should be, because yes. again, like Arsenal haven't quite clicked in. And Villa have shown in flashes, like they look really dangerous against Spurs and parts. Like they have got something there. I think there is a danger they become this, the new Fulham, whereby they've, they've if you look at like what Norwich and Sheffield United have done coming up, they've kept their ideals, they've kept their core, they've kept their, their best players, they've kept their system, they've kept everything together, and they've got some good results off the back of it. Villa as yet, still look like they're struggling to find precisely how they want to play this yeah, season. Yeah, played well against Tottenham but fell away. Yeah, they've got they've got good players from last year, but they're struggling to adapt them with the players they've bought this season. Mings has been mm-hmm. excellent, I think, but beyond that, none of the new signs have really clicked. I have no official confirmation on this, just from the Villa fans that I'm friends with. 
they've said that Trezeguet might be involved in this game, which would be a very good God, He must be getting on a bit. Yeah. Honestly, when I heard this, I <laughs> genuinely thought, David Trezeguet! <laughs> it's one of those random, yeah, you know, yeah. newly prototyped uh, signings that you could definitely see happening. It's not him. Uh, what do you think, Arsenal, Villa, a scoreline? I be? think Cleary's nailed it there with the uh, the whole, you look, this is the fixture where Arsenal should be looking at and going, okay, we no no fanning around now. This is where we actually get our attack and try and variate sorted. We get Pepe, we get Aubameyang, we get Lacazette, we get them all clicking in mm. this lineup, and we start cracking Play off the rest in the of the Europa season. League, so they're rested. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you think of Sabahis as well midfield. He looks like an exciting player. Um, but again, you just look at the comedy of errors at the back. Again, that game against Watford was hilarious. Like, it was Don't abso- get substituted and do that no, while the game's still it was, going on. It was just absolutely just... appalling. Like, And you think of this game against Villa, they have no right to be confident going into this fixture, but... This is the game that they should be looking at and going, okay, well, we've signed Nicola Pepe, courted by a whole host of top clubs throughout the summer. This is a big statement of intent. You need to actually do something against Aston Villa here. And the same goes for Aubameyang and Lacazette. The thing is, they will be thinking that, but Villa haven't, they're not throwing goals No, exactly, at the same time as well. But you'd be targeting this fixture earlier on and saying, well, look, after we thought maybe we'd, we'd have cracked on by now, we haven't. This is this is do or die right now, and you think that it lays down again, like he's not laying down a mark for the rest of the season. At the same time, Aston Villa, I think Villa win this fixture. That's a very very good account of themselves. It's a fascinating week, really, because just looking at this now: West Ham, Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester, Man United, and Tottenham all on eight points. Right, that's that's from any of those teams finish third. They've had the, one of the best seasons they could possibly ever hope for. Any of those teams finish eighth, it's an absolute outright disaster. And they're <laughs> all in there, all bunched together, all on the same amount of points. And loads of them play each other this week. So mm. going at the next game week, there's going to be gaps appear in there. Teams will have taken a loss. It is, it's, it's the sixth game week of the season. You can't <laughs> be sitting here going, oh, it's make or break. But genuinely, yes. like... It's a catalyst it kind for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, like any teams that win these big games this week, they've got a real platform to kick on, and anybody else is playing catch up. Because uh, the reason why I've said that, and before, I think it's just it's a trend at this point. Whereas if you look at something like Leicester and Spurs, they look uh, so inconsistent and chaotic. I can't really say one result will lend any weight to their story yeah, of the they season. Start winning, but then one, Arsenal, this is continuing from last season. And you think about, well, maybe Emery has question marks over that now. Tactically, he looks very unadaptable. You know what I mean? He, he looks when he does try and change a game it always seems to get further away from him and uh, yeah I think the, the difference here when we talk about that is like it's just it generally looks like a trend continuing I think Arsenal are going to have too much for Villa the crazy mm-hmm. thing is right genuinely it's been such a tight season so far like there can't be many seasons where even this early in like well not even this early in like this is the sixth game week and we're going into it with only Liverpool having not lost like mm. everybody else has picked up a defeat somewhere. All the potential top four candidates, all the potential top six candidates. Like that bunch of teams from third to eighth, they've all drawn two and lost one as well as winning two. That's that's Man United, Chelsea. That's like Spurs. It's like all these sides you expect to go on good runs. It's just it's a bizarre season. Like Brighton are 16th, right? <laughs> and they can go level with Spurs in third. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously the way the fixture work out, they yeah, can't yeah. physically go third because there have to be too many other results. But Spurs are in third and Brighton are in uh, 16th. And there's yeah. one win between them. Like yeah. it's, it's. I know it's early still, but like, surely there's never been this tight this long in the season. Indeed. Uh, what's your score prediction for the Arsenal game? Uh, oh God. One <laughs> <laughs> nil Arsenal. I'm going three oh. nil Arsenal. Oh, I think it'll be two two. There we go. Very quickly, let's rattle through the rest of the fixtures uh, taking place this weekend. Uh, Friday night game tonight, Southampton versus Bournemouth. Uh, What's your score prediction for that? I'm going to say, ooh, 4-2 Bournemouth. 
Could be, it should be a fascinating game, yeah. that, because I know I've said like Southampton don't really have the compunction to score a lot of goals, but Bournemouth don't look particularly good at the back either. So against another one of those, they're two sides who will have been worried that they could be slipping into a relegation dogfight this season, but both find themselves in the top half. They've both got good results and they're both level on points. And whoever wins, oh, having a good, having a really, basically whoever wins that game's had a really good start of the season. Yeah. A really, really good start of the season. Actually, to be fair, whoever wins that, if either team win that game, they go second tonight. Mm. Do they, oh. Well, actually, will they overtake yeah. Man City? No, they'll not overtake, they'll go third tonight. Whoever, yeah, win, whoever wins that game, Bournemouth or Southampton, will go third. Who you, have you got winning it? God, just to, purely because it'll make me look like an idiot, Southampton. As I, I said, they'd really struggle this season. They could go third tonight. I think and I'll, say, I'll say Southampton. I'll go Bournemouth 2-0. Uh, let's run through some of the others. The uh, other game on Super Sunday. Loads of games on Sunday this week, of course, with uh, all the European football it going on. It is indeed super. Have I got any plans on Sunday? I might just watch all of these. Yeah. Uh, Palace versus Wolves. Oh, oh, Wolves. Are, oh, Wolves. Their story so We knew so what was going to happen with the Wolves this yeah. season. Yeah. Oh, God. You just reminded me that I've not taken out Jimenez from my fantasy team yet. I said, I said at the start <laughs> of the season that if Wolves finish 15-16 and have a good run in the Europa yeah. League, they yeah. need to take that as a good season because it's... They've just come up back in the Premier League, let's not forget. Yeah, again, that's a, that's a difficult one to predict, I think. I think Wolves should be looking at that as a win, but again, Palace is inconsistent. It's an odd one, yeah. yeah. I think we all thought Palace would probably give Tottenham quite a, quite a good... Hmm. We probably thought like Palace yeah. would do... You know, give, make a good account of themselves against Spurs. I think a lot of people thought they'd do this, that, and the other yeah. one. They got humped, whereas Wolves... I think Wolves can pick up something there, to be honest. I'm going to I'm gonna say... 2-2 two, two again I think I, actually maybe two, oh no maybe 1-1 one, one. I don't say, even know I don't even know first, it might be the first time it ever. Someone, someone can find this out if it hasn't already but for the first time in the Premier League mm. is it an entire game we could draw 10 draws is it 10 draws do you imagine because look at that look at that and tell me beyond Villa and Arsenal there's not mm. one game there beyond, beyond Villa, Arsenal and Man City, Watford which result would be a shock if it wasn't a draw a shock yeah I mean like Everton should beat Sheffield United but Sheffield United would be a shock. solid no yeah you're right I'll run through the rest of the games very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm inclined to agree Palace Wolves may well be a draw. Yeah. Uh, Burnley-Norwich. Draw. Oh, I kind of think Norwich should win that. When, actually, but it's, it's Barnes versus Pookie, Look, basically. Can I, can, yeah. I just, can, I just do my, can I just do my piece again, right? I love what Norwich are doing. It's been this breath of fresh air. They beat Man City. They've been class so far this yeah. season. I even though watching them against Liverpool in the opening game, they yeah. looked really, really good. They've conceded the most goals. Like and all they're doing, all they're doing is they're just getting these like improbable goals and play. Like, I know they're playing really well, but surely it's gonna this run bubble, leave. this bubble has to burst. Like everyone's like, oh, Villa, Villa are really struggling this season. They've conceded half as many. Norwich have scored. Have conceded twice. I want to believe, goals, Cleary. Twice. Let me believe. I want to believe. Genuinely, every week I am wrong. I do take pleasure from it because they're so good to watch. Yeah, and I like Norwich as a club. But the way they do this, all they've done is they've bought one player who can convert the exact chance they create. And we're six weeks in and no one's gone, right, what chance is that? What chance is that they're creating? Why do we, how do we stop that? Every week I'm wrong. I, I, <laughs> I love it. I love that I'm wrong every single week. But surely someone like I, I sense this game could be the one where they score loads of goals, but Burnley just realise when they're finally ahead. Chris Wood just beats them all just up. Go, just go. <laughs> It's just defend now because yeah. it's Sean Dyche and we, he knows what to do there. Um, what other games have we got? Everton, Chef United. We could well be a draw. Could well be a draw. Yeah. Again, that's another one where Everton, team with ambition, team with like uh, aspirations of finishing in the top half. Of all the sides we thought were going to be like top six contenders this mm-hmm. season, they're the only ones who currently aren't in it. Now, of course, all that means is they're a point behind the, that big bunch in it. But again, 
we know some of those teams are going to win this week and some of those teams are going to lose. There's a good chance for Everton to get back in there. And likewise, if they don't, they start to get cut adrift from some of them at the I top. I think that's a 3-1 for Everton. If mm-hmm. I'm looking at that fixture, I'm thinking, uh, they, ugh, again, you're blowing hot and cold. It's it's the same old story, but at the same time, I'm looking at their, their attacking lineup and they should be able to... I'd go 2-0 Everton yeah. there. A final game, uh, late game on Saturday, Newcastle versus Brighton. How are you feeling? Like it's, it's a big one. It's the biggest one this season because... The, the last time Newcastle went down, I'm going to shock you here, they took 14 points off the top six. 14 wow. points. They beat Liverpool at home. They beat, you said this, actually. They yeah, beat they Spurs home and away. Game. They drew with Arsenal. Like this, it was They were taking points against these big sides. It was just they were going, they were playing Brighton's at home. I mean, Brighton winning the league, but they were playing your Brighton's at home. They were playing the teams around them and getting nothing, absolutely nothing. Now, Newcastle season isn't going to be decided by Jetro Williams putting Trent Alexander on his arse and scoring a wonder goal because they're going to lose those games. It doesn't matter. They need to pick up results. They needed to beat Watford, and they didn't. They need to beat Brighton now, and if they don't, then Wolves and Watford aren't going to be the bottom two this season. Like Categorically, they're not going to be the bottom two, and they're the only side to prop Newcastle up from the bottom of the league. Newcastle need... For all, like, they looked good against Arsenal, but didn't get the result. They looked good in parts against Liverpool, didn't get the result. They looked great against Spurs, did get a result, but then... By the same token, those games don't matter come the end of the season. Yeah. Even if they did, they've only picked up one point there. Mm. They need to beat the teams around them. They need to start looking like a mid-table side if that's where they're going to want to finish because Norwich aren't going to be that far. If, look, if Norwich and Sheffield United do end up getting dragged down there, it's not going to be till the end of the season, mm. right? We all thought Southampton would struggle to score goals. They could go third tonight. The teams we thought were going to struggle are not struggling and Newcastle need... It's early days. Again, you know, they're on four points. They win, they could go 10th, mm-hmm. potentially. It's that they need to get that result. It's a huge one. Score prediction? <laughs> one in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I would say 2-1 Newcastle, actually. I think that, you know, the there were positives and negatives to take oh, away. I just remember Andy Carroll's back. Yeah, 2-1 yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, 2-1. One, one. Is he going to play this? Just... He's going to be involved. Right, okay. I don't know what that means, yeah. but he's going to be involved. I'll say uh, Atsu and Joe Ellington to score. I want to go 1-0 Newcastle for that mm. one. But let us know your thoughts and predictions in the comment section below. Don't, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Well, speaking and su- of comments, by the way, my dad rang me yesterday and asked why the other lad always hosts it. And I said, because he's a better host than me. And he just went, oh. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Cleary. <laughs> uh, don't forget to subscribe to What Culture Football as well on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts too. An interview with Gary Lineker what? coming out what? very soon. Walker's Gary Lineker. Indeed. Didn't ask him about Chris, so oh. I'll be honest. Did you get him before he got wildly bodied on Twitter? Yesterday? <laughs> I think he was in the midst of it. Oh, he was. You in the eye out. of the storm, getting ratioed. <laughs> you got to imagine, you're one of the biggest celebs in the country, and there is an ap- actual social media firestorm brewing around you, and you have to take a break from it to <laughs> speak to Adam Wilborn. <laughs> Who's wearing that play mat we all used to have when we were three. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter as well, at WhatCultureFC. Watch there, follow all three of us, actually. You can follow Adam Cleary at... Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. You can follow you and Patson at... You and Ruins Things. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. I said follow us all at What Culture FC, And make sure you subscribe for daily football content. Right, this has been the Premier League preview. My thanks to Adam and Ewan. Thank you for watching and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.